0: Hello, Mister uh,
1: Fantasy Sports. Hey, that's that's what I do now, I guess. Until Breeders' Cup, <laughs> you uh, you've turned into a a DFS mogul. Slowly started off with five free dollars.
0: <laughs> well, you didn't quite capitalize on the. Uh... The free dollars like the guy who's got the MGM bet tonight going uh to, no. <laughs> to seven hundred and sixty thousand if if the Lions win the game. Yeah, that's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're up fourteen to seven and Aaron Rodgers is uh, you know, not quite Aaron Rodgers yet. No, nah,
1: think... he, he 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 could have one peg leg and it's J- PP fingers on his throwing hand and he'd still Beat the, beat the Lions. Hey, listen,
0: he's ahead. At least he's getting to uh, enjoy
1: part of the game. Oh, you're going to get his money's worth early.
0: <laughs> they, they weren't like the Dolphins yesterday, which were, it was a total destruction. Oh,
1: well, once the quarterback went down, there there was no hope. All was lost. There are some people
0: out there that I, I wish that I could hit like the Buffalo Bills were hitting the Miami quarterbacks yesterday. <laughs>
1: There's a lot of them,
0: actually. I, I mean, mean, just bitter. full on dead runs and crushing them. I mean, it, it was it was terrible. Anyways, um, well, we had the Charlie Applebee takeover. <laughs> I mean, I'd, be, I'd be disappointed if Applebee's doesn't somehow, you know, try to get Charlie to to be on the on the team.
1: Mm. They really should. That would, that would be that'd be amazing for everyone I, I would think except for Charlie Appleby <laughs> <laughs> who
0: probably wouldn't be impressed with the uh, the menu but he is impressed with American graded steak races this year as he just comes over and wins them all. It's unbelievable dude. Not only wins them. I mean for the most part they've all won easy.
1: Just ridiculous. Like they must they must be licking their chops every time they see that one of those races come up it's only going to get
0: worse it's only going to get worse and you know the interesting thing about it is that we used to get prices on european horses that that didn't come over with all ones you know if they weren't dancing brave or or uh, a horse like that we used to get prices on these type of horses but now, they're like they're overbet. <laughs> they're still winning, but they're overbet uh, to the to the point of it's not even. I I mean, slap. Yeah, like, you, you three don't three times all the time. You don't even want to play the races because it's like, well, ugh, we probably can't beat them. But I'm I'm betting inferior <laughs> horses at better odds, but they're just not that good. And
1: I mean, this year they've just they've just crushed. Yeah, that's a, that, well, other than you, uh, he who shall not be named from last yeah. November, yeah, uh, um, which was a huge price that everybody just <laughs> fell asleep at the wheel because they didn't think he, he made it in. Off the, 80s. yeah, I got my <laughs> hand up. That was me. Oh, uh, that's me too.
0: Me the too. order, the order man. Oh. Who's listed can't
1: win now. Who incredibly
0: is, is listed in the uh, the futures? Um, I sent you today's what what uh, futures that were Ron Flatter posted them today, and they're the these are these are European um, odds. Uh, global is one of them, and, and OddsChecker.com is the other. Um, they have some. Pretty pretty awful. <laughs> they have some pretty awful prices. Uh, Order of <laughs> Australia is eight to one. It was what seventy to one last year, eighty to one, or whatever, fifty six to one. Um, he, he's 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 eight to one, plus eight hundred in the uh, the mile, which is uh, I mean crazy. It's a it's a crazy price. I know that the Euros are dominating. I know he won last year, but he hasn't done anything. Year and no, he's a lot of runner up finishes. You'd have to think that you're going to get eight to one on him or more, um, unless he does something you know big between now and then. Uh, is yeah. listed as uh, at four fifth at four and a half to one, nine to Ow.
1: two. Ow. How is that possible
0: in the Philly and Mare Turf? <laughs> Which, which, is even more
1: impossible. <laughs> he's not a Philly or a mare, uh, and but, but he is a horse with that kind of running style. I, I, I can't. He's think. listed at twelve to one in the uh, the
0: actual turf. The race he probably will be pointed for, um, which seems like a more reasonable price than the nine to two against the Phillies. Who, I'll be honest, I wouldn't like him in, in the Phillies race, even if he was allowed to race in there. Matter of fact, I wouldn't use him on the board in there. But, um, yeah, the, the 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 futures for the classic might be
1: the best of all.
0: Bolshoi Ballet, win
1: 12 to 1. <laughs> Nobody would want to win that race. Um,
0: concert Tour, is 25 to 1. Is Concert Tour in training? Mm,
1: I didn't think so. I thought he was... He he's... Global
0: has Dream Shake at 40 to 1. I would give you 40,000 to 1 on Dream Shake in the classic.
1: 40 to 1? 40.
0: Country Grammar is 18 to 1. Is he still in training?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, definitely still in training. Essential quality. Is 40 one. Um Let me see this thing. <laughs> Essential quality. If Happy savor at 9 to 1.
2: Ugh.
1: Oh, I guess that's not that's not too bad. I mean, 9 I'm, to 1? I, I would want higher, but 51. I mean, his race, I mean, me and you have a, have our opinion on him. His races suck. He, he hasn't run good. He, he's run like
0: crap, and the race is still six weeks away.
1: He hasn't mm-hmm. run that bad, but he hasn't run good. I don't even know if he's going to run it. I don't think he's going to run, but 16 to 1. <laughs> what about Jackie's Warrior? They have him listed in the Classic. <clears throat> <laughs>
0: I'll give you a 33,000 to 1 on Jackie's Warrior in the Classic. How, how about that?
1: <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Even money to run in another
0: race, <laughs> he'd be a, he'd be a million to one for Askewson to enter him in the race. If they if they like disbanded the sprint, he wouldn't be in there. Jesus, uh, team who's out of training is forty to one and eighty to one. No one agenda who's retired is thirty three to one and forty to one. Malathat's twenty to one. Um, she's not even to run. Mal- Mandaloon is out for the year. He's sixteen to one. Sweet, I'll take that. Uh, how old Max player at seven to one, you want any of him at seven to one? Well, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, Maxfield is 10 to one and 20 to one on odds checker which is actually, I, I would take a, That's one. a good bet. Take a shot at Maxfield with 20 to one. That's not a bad bet all day long. Miss Riff is 10 to one. He's not going to run in the race, but he's 10 to one. girl Girls 14 to one. She's not going to run a race either. Spielberg Mystic Guide's five to one, and he's probably retired. Yeah, Spielberg. What about that? Hundred to one. How about hundred million to one? <laughs> some of these. Romberg <laughs> hasn't been in training for three months. They're still giving odds. <laughs> Tacticus is twenty-five to one. Only that's the key word there. Only Swiss, Swiss skydiver is fifty to one. She's not going to be running. Uh, it's it's funny because they have some updated odds, right? Like. <laughs> like your beer is, is updated and Walton street is updated. And uh, I mean, there, there are some, you know, some, some recent additions like travel column and not travel column, um, uh, town cruise is, is now listed in <coughs> futures. So it's not as though like this is from six months ago and they never updated it. it it's been updated yet. There's it's horses recent. that are retired that are still, you know, and, and these bizarre wild, um,
1: Trying to dupe us, man. Trying to get us on the on the sneak. Yeah, man. Like Walden Street is six to one. No, thanks.
0: <clears throat> he looks he looked good against the second Raiders. He ran against Woodbine the other day. Sure, but he he hasn't been doing a whole lot of winning any overseas. Yeah, that's an understatement. Channel makers twenty five to one. <laughs> It's okay. If he runs third, it'll be like a, we'll, we'll give him a Eclipse Award. Uh, I thought the distaff was kind of interesting because outside of <clears throat> Latrushka, who's five to two, Malathat who's six to one, um, search results is eight to one. I mean, <laughs> like, really? What? So a Skydiver's seven to one. She's not, you know, she's going to be, she's not going to run. Um clearly not gonna run. Like definitely not gonna run. Monomoy Girl is seven to two. She's not running. I I thought the uh, um <clears throat> She Dares the Devil is an interesting price of 12 to 1. Gamines 10 to 1. Yeah, that's <laughs> just been,
1: the little high. Half. That that seems too high. That's a pretty decent overlay on She Dares the Devil. Yeah, it's 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 a decent price because most of the prices are they're just bad. I mean, if you look at it like Bonnie South is ten to one. Yeah, right. Is that possible that she's lower than she dares the devil. Yeah. Who made these? Uh, I don't know. Maybe we should just bring them.
0: Uh, they've made Flightline the five to two favorite to win the sprint. <clears throat> win the sprint. Yeah, Jackie's Warrior is at three to one. Uh, odds maker has some Our odds checker has some five to one, which is actually a good price. Five to one on Jackie's Warrior is, is a good price. He's, unless he gets hurt in between,
1: I mean, he, he's in the uh, the gallon ball on Saturday, which you know who I'm going with there, especially at that price too. It, CZ Rocket, man, you'll you'll get sixteen to one day to race. I'm down with that. I, I, I've been telling you this for months now, haven't I? I don't know why Bella Sophia listed. Why
0: would she not run in the, in the Philly? <laughs> Nashville? <laughs>
1: six to
0: one. How would you like six? At Whitmore, 16 to one. Got a broken leg, but hey, you know. <laughs> you never know. Maybe he's a fast healer.
1: Maybe they could do like you know how they do it with, with uh, two pocket concerts, the hologram. The hologram of them. Yeah. <laughs> Get a a Whitmore hologram to run. Run them all down. Yeah, these odds are kind of screwy. But it's you know, that's expected. It'll 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 change up by in the next couple weeks. Yeah, speaking of this Saturday, they drew races
0: for uh the parks one day of uh relevance <laughs> and the pennsylvania Derby came up with a good field i, I mean i'm not gonna be as quite as uh, bombastic and 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 uh slobbering as some people are this is not a star-filled race. These are not stars. <laughs> none of these horses are star horses. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> these are good horses, okay? There's no def- There's no question there's some good horses in here. But none of these horses have won any stake races recently, except Hot Rod Charlie. You know, he kind of got the cued. Uh Medina Spirit won that, you know, $100,000 race the other day at Del Mar. Oh, yeah, at uh, Del Mar. <clears throat> I mean, outside of the derby, which, you know, he's going to get the fight in, he has no wins on the year outside of you know, graded wins. Um, and, and listen, it's nice to see a 10-horse field. Um, there's some speed in the race. There's some closures in the race. Weyburn gets Paco, which you never know. It's Paco, so who knows what's going to happen there. Um, keep me in mind, on a normal parts track would actually probably be a horse that was uh, – uh, you know, would, would have the track play to his favor for a change, but, you know, who knows how the track's going to be. It's probably not going to be like it usually is, where wide is fine. Um, Folsom, to me, is just the horse. Speakers' Corners, okay. I am um, redeemed as uh, interestingly <laughs> interesting enough trained by Penny Pierce. A.K.A. Ramon, Ramon Preciado. Uh Bourbonic will trail early, but is reunited with Kendrick. Yeah. Hot Rod Charlie, who I think will go off the favorite, he's five to two on the morning line. They have Medina Spirit listed at two to one. Um, I don't like Midnight Bourbon. I think that the last race uh, was a. Really big effort, cutting back from a mile and a quarter. I mean, to me, he's he's a horse to fade in this race. Not, you
1: know, seeing PPs or anything, but... Um, no, I mean, you know, I mean, you, you could probably recite the PPs <laughs> and his yeah. off the top of your head, knowing, you know, exactly how he ran the last three races. Right. I mean,
0: Medina Spirit, Hot Rod, Charlie Weyburn, they ensure that there's going to be pace in this race. Um, where Midnight Bourbon fits in that, I don't know. I mean, he was on the lead, of course, in the Travers, but it was a walking lead. Uh, there was literally no other speed in there. And he's not real speed compared to those other horses. Now, will they send them? I don't know. It might depend on how the track's playing, uh, might depend on how they break, but it's hard to see Weyburn not, um, from the inside of all those horses, not sending out of there, especially with
1: Paco. he has got to go. Yeah, and that. Burn. That's the whole point you put Paco on. <laughs>
0: right, and, and the horses inside of him, Folsom and keep me in mind, are not horses. that are quick from the gate. So he's going to get around them real quick. And, uh, you know, it, it's an interesting race. Uh, the Jackie's Warrior race looks like...
2: Um,
0: he looks like one to nine. Yes.
1: I hope he runs like one. The Philly race
0: is a good race, too. It, it, it's, a, it's a good race. The cotillion has really become a strong race. And that's kind of at the direct expense of the New York racing. For whatever reason, trainers have decided that the mile and an eighth of the cotillion at parks on this date is, um, is a preferred option.
1: So, you know, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I guess the, this, uh, this is, uh, Jackie's Warriors chance to kind of chill, you know, and get some money under, under his belt to get ready for the big one, but I'm still on CZ rocket, no matter what happens. That is your progress, sir. Yes. See, can you hear my daughter getting yelled at? I I hear yelling in the background. Yeah, it's, it's Sabria. She's not. It's, it's time for bed. She didn't have school today for whatever reason, which was weird. Well, it's it's uh, you know Pennsylvania Derby Draw Day. Oh. <laughs> Who'd go to school? How how could I forget?
0: <laughs> Someone put, apparently they 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 had. Um, Live streamed to draw, which is which is fine. I mean, we make fun of them, but it, it's you know. I mean, I get it. They're trying to a person or the track. The track, oh. the track. I think maybe John DeSilva had something to do with it. And and listen, John pumps it up. That's his job. I mean, he's supposed to do it, but apparently, the um the video was of uh how do we say low quality. <laughs> but he put they used like an Atari system. <laughs> From that's so <laughs> messed up, bro. Uh, they, they had to they had to uh, they had to turn pong off for a minute to, to to do the draw. Draws are the least interesting thing. The, the only draw that was ever interesting was when the derby let you pick your picks, and even that wasn't that interesting because they drew it out so long, and then they had to ask oh man right. it was like an questions. Hour. Blah, blah, blah. What they should have done was have an open bar for like two hours, then do it. But um. I mean draws are pretty dull, you know, they shake the pills so and so. 3, so and so 5, so and so 2, so and so 8. And then you're 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 trying to remember who got where and you know, total comes out on paper. And then you know, 10 horse races, it's not that big of a deal. But um we did a poll last week. Well, actually, we did a, a a series of polls. Was yeah. 13 was questions. Right full of polls. And I have to admit that, that most of the. Um, most of the answers kind of were in the range of where I thought they would be. A couple of them really surprised me, though. They're, they're really um, were surprising. The one that did not surprise me was was actually the last question of all. And that was do you believe that you are valued as a racing customer <laughs> 448 people voted and 83% of them said no and I know that it's not a scientific poll I know that my followers are not um, probably the graduates Mensa well, no they're, they're probably not You know what the pollsters want you know you have to have a certain amount of uh, diversity of sorts but You know, like like geographical, but the fact of the matter is that people who would vote on this poll that follow me
1: are horse players,
0: are people that have a connection to the industry in some way, shape, or form. I would say 80% of them would. Um, And the other ones are people who follow the Knicks, and those people are just insane. They wouldn't vote, anyways. But you know, you, you you look at a poll of most, you know, and people who are, take the time to vote. And like I said, this was the 13th question. So if you went down by, you know, quite, and I know you don't always have to because of the way Twitter puts it out. But, um, you know, 83% of your people don't believe they're valued. Like, that's like astonishingly bad. And I wasn't surprised by it. I was figuring about 80-20. <laughs> 75
1: 25
0: but that is a real bummer yeah i mean that's like a really bad number <laughs> i mean if you if you pulled any other sport if you pull casino players i mean i'm guaranteeing you that they're getting more than 17 percent of the people that they're valued right and, and I, I don't think, horse I don't think it works, works. It, it, in general i mean it, it's it's a tough thing and, and honestly in the 2021 world, it's really hard not to be cynical if you follow horse racing um, and have, you know, a, a, with any seriousness and, and have any clue of what you're looking at. Um, it's very hard not to be cynical. But uh, that that's a really shitty number, you know.
1: That's a horrible number. <laughs> I mean, you know, for, for something that you know, you kind of just more or less pulled out of your hat. That's pretty, pretty bad. Like, um, borderline is as bad as you can get. You know, within the margin of error and all that kind of nonsense, but that's pretty, that's pretty bad. It is, it is bad.
0: It's very bad. There's no way of spinning it. It's bad. And when only 17% of the people, no matter how cynical, even if, listen, if you doubled it, if you doubled it, it's thirty four percent. If only thirty four percent of your people are valued as customers, like what other businesses stay in, stay alive with with seventeen percent of their customers being valued? Not many, right? Pretty much none. <sighs> well, these are not <clears throat> these are not in order, but um. I asked, "What is your monthly handle approximately?" And I, and I say that because I know some people are going to bet more during the summertime. Some people are going to get bet more at certain meets. Um, so you know, it's approximate: uh, zero to a thousand, a thousand to twenty-five hundred, and this is monthly, by the way. Uh, twenty-five hundred to ten thousand, and more than ten thousand. Forty-five percent of the people were zero to a thousand. And of course, I had, I think um, there was another question that kind of fed into that, uh, which said, is your interest directly tied to betting, somewhat tied to betting, and not tied to betting? So 18% of the people um, said they're not tied to betting at all. So assuming some of those people uh, answered that question, it was almost the same number of people that answered both questions. They would be in the zero category. So the forty-five percent probably includes fifteen percent of people who don't bet, right? So yeah. they're mentally handle is zero, which which kind of drops that a little bit. But thirteen um, percent of the people claim, and I mean, obviously, there's I don't see your answers, so there's no bragging rights or anything. But thirteen percent of the people uh, out of three hundred forty-one voted claimed that they bet more than ten thousand dollars a month 18 um, percent were in the twenty five hundred to ten thousand you know so so between uh you know somewhere around um thirty percent of the people bet more than you know six or seven hundred dollars uh, <throat> a week which uh which is you know decent yeah it, it is. So uh, I, th- I thought that was kind of an interesting, um, you know, an, an interesting uh, point. I mean, and some of this was just kind of like to feel people out, you know, just, just to get people's views. And it's hard sometimes. Twitter only gives you four opportunities for answers. And a lot of times there's not a perfect way of putting things um, so you have to, you know, try to make the answers open-ended, you know, your, your selections as open-ended as possible. So we'll go back to, is your interest in racing directly tied to betting, somewhat tied to betting, not tied to betting? Well, 82% of the people that voted in this poll, 82%, um, has their interest somewhat tied to betting. And when you take the first poll question that we brought up, 83% of the people... Felt that they were not valued as customers, and there was a uh, ninety more votes for the not valued as customers question. But I think that that shows you that this poll is strongly uh, supported by by those who do wager.
1: Yeah, I mean that that's definitely uh, you know I mean, you definitely have the right audience for for a poll um, it's just so bizarre that uh, I mean I guess tracks do this but it just seems a little we don't ever see results you know
0: yeah I don't ever see tracks asking questions like this they might Every once me. in a while I, I I get surveys sometimes once in a while right uh, here this was this was kind of interesting to me. What would be the biggest factor in increasing your handle? And here's the four of options. Of course, there would be way more than four if I could give you way more than four, but I can only <laughs> four. So I, I kind of guesstimated that these four might be, um, you know, potential factors: bigger fields, slight takeout decrease. Because listen, I, I mean, if they're gonna if to cut the takeout in half, well, obviously, then that should be a major factor in your handle, but we're never gonna get that. So, you know, figuring a slight handle t- take takeout uh, excuse me, a slight takeout decrease. Uh, fixed odds and rebates. And bigger fields won nosed out rebates 31 to 30. Uh, the, the takeout slight decrease was twenty-one percent, and fixed odds was last at eighteen percent. What do you think about those results? And do you remember
1: how you voted? Yes. I actually said
0: uh,
1: the takeout. It would be
0: but, the biggest factor increasing your handle. I mean, this doesn't say the only, it says the biggest. So, yeah. You weight know, versus.
1: I would definitely wager more if takeout was decreased. Okay. Uh, that, that's... Bigger fields is, is definitely. Uh, I mean, they're all factors. <laughs> but you know fixed odds i guess the thing about that is i've never played with them right so i can't say that it it it's a bigger factor than than something else i mean sure i would want it but i've never done it so you know i mean overseas i've done it but not not here um so that one i kind of tossed but rebates makes more sense to me than than the bigger fields <laughs> but you know i i wouldn't you know obviously bigger fields is is a factor too because you know more betting interest is you know more opportunity um that's a that's a really good question i figured they would all be pretty much the same and they kind of are yeah, I
0: mean the uh, the takeout and the, uh, was a little bit less than the. I mean the field size and and uh, I mean honestly, if you're betting less than a thousand dollars a month, then takeout's probably not going to be nearly as big of a factor because it's just not hitting you as much, right? Um, there was a, a question that kind of fed into that, and this this surprised me. This this did surprise me. Um, and it was what is your top reason to choose the track or circuit um, and for the four options were takeout wagering menu quality of racing and gf graphic reasons meaning you know are, are you following the east coast tracks if you live in florida do you follow you know the florida tracks if you live in new york you follow you know what i'm saying so yeah. I, no i thought, I, those I thought four it was were a good question. reasonable <laughs> and then honestly um, tell me what you voted for and, and your reasoning, and and then uh, I'll,
1: I'll I'll tell everyone the results. Which I, I thought it, I thought it was a loaded question because quality of racing, you know that that's not really, I guess, in the way that I think that you meant it, isn't a factor for me. I, I'll 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 bet fifteen hundred dollar claimers, you know. If the opportunity's there, and that's why I was surprised it was so much. But I, I, I again did take out. Um, yeah, you know, I, I was surprised that quality of racing got
0: sixty-seven percent of the vote. That's votes. huge, <laughs> and it actually got more. I mean, it was higher. And, and the last the, uh, the last day, the stragglers voted. Uh, it was over seventy percent at one point. Good amount of votes. Um, and geographic reasons
1: got twenty percent. Which, yeah, I can understand that because you know, like, you know, for me, I'm I'm partial to Naira. I grew up betting Naira. It's always gonna be in my in my in my hope you know on my tool belt. And so is Gulfstream. That's that's like, that's the track that I always play. And it's close by, you know, geographically. It's suitable. But if they raise takeout to something like what Parks has or, you know, certain bets and things like that, I wouldn't play them. So that's why I kind of threw out geographic reason, because that's not that wouldn't be a top reason I would I would play a track, because if the, if it wasn't favorable, I would abandon them with a, in a heartbeat. <laughs>
0: And I guess we could break down quality of racing in a lot of different factors as well, in that it's not just, oh, these are really good horses. So we want to see five horse fields
1: like Naira throws at us a lot. Uh,
0: that's not quality racing.
1: Right. Yes, exactly. You know, like, you know, it's like I was saying, like you got $5,000 claimers on the grass at Gulfstream. I don't think there's many races that are better than that. You know, loaded fields, 10, 12 horses, 14 horses. And it's go time, you know. Competitive race would, would be would shy away from them and say, Oh, those two those horses are too cheap. Sure, I think I
0: think competitive race is, is, is an issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I think if I was going to make a presentation to a racetrack, uh, I would point out field size and quality of racing as being something that horse players find very, very important that the tracks are kind of punting on and they're giving us kind of lame excuses. Oh, there's not as many horses, blah, 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 blah. Like that's a factor that, you know, they have no control over, which is not, which is just not true. It's just not true. Um, The fact of the matter is that the supply of horses is shrinking, but the tracks aren't doing anything about this. And I know we talked about this before, they're not doing anything about it. Go on a racetrack's uh, website and see any indication of a promotion to a link, something to get people involved in the game that's not paid for by <coughs> someone else. It's not a West Point ad or, or an ad by you know a, a third party. Show me where the racetracks themselves are promoting
1: people buying horses well that that, that's that's what boggles my mind is like how can they think they're they're separated from that you know that part of the game (laughs) it's a direct (laughs) tie-in direct uh we had a scale on a
0: on a scale of one to four i would love to do one to five but they only give us four options what is your interest in horse racing today four is completely consumed one is, you know, meh. so the, the greatest um, answer was number three, uh, 36%, but 30% were said that they were completely consumed. So that's 66% um, on the interest of better than average, right? Better than half. Uh, 24% said two, only 10% said one. Uh, I I honestly, I thought more would say one,
1: but um... well, I I think, you know, and this might be a direct link to the people that saw the poll between, you know, retweets and who retweeted it and stuff like that and who voted. I think most of the people are like in it, you know what I mean? Like meaning that they're they love the game and they're going to play. Right. All the issues and stuff like that. So that's where I think that 66% comes from. If you're really turned off, um, you know, perhaps you
0: would, uh, you you would, uh, you
1: know, not bother doing a poll, you know, like who cares? True. Yeah. And I I think the ones that are, you know, the people that are in the 10% range, (laughs) <laughs> they might be fooling themselves <laughs> just based on you know the the kinds of people that would would vote in this sure. you know they, they're probably more twos i would say those 10 percent are probably more like twos than they are ones
0: uh this is a question again we're told a lot of things that entry increase uh it's Awareness has, has increased and spiked the number of people that are wagering now, um, which I'm skeptical about. But, um, I'm not saying that there's not more, I'm just wondering if there's more that have actually made a, a difference. I think a lot of the handle gains are computer players. I, I don't, nothing that has been done, nothing I've found out, nothing that's been said to me. Um, a lot of which is, is not you know unfortunately for public consumption has led me to believe that there is this huge wave of people that have all of a sudden said, "Hey, I'm playing horses. it's great
1: Yeah uh, there, there's no indication of that. In fact, has it's your interest in racing, the other way right Has your
0: interest in racing increased or decreased since the onset of the pandemic? Now again, most of the people that are followers of mine probably <clears throat> didn't pick up horse racing at the pandemic. Okay, so I understand that um, we're dealing probably with a more mature, (laughs) not in that sense, but, you know, a more mature uh, audience from the fact that people have been uh, playing for a long time, not that they're mature. That's really nice. Decidedly, there's a lot. (laughs)
1: That's really nice the way you (laughs) said old.
0: (laughs) Um, But the the number was kind of about the same 50 oh, 47% increase was 29% decrease was 24%. So, you know, it's, it's kind of negligible under 30% for both of those about the same. Seems yeah. Is, like uh, is,
1: is, is a probably a higher number than the results want to indicate that, that makes more sense to me that everybody kind of stayed the same because you know, I mean, if you recall last, Last year, you know, uh, end of February or March, April, May, we're the only game in town. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that's true. If, if I if
0: I had asked this question six months ago, if I had asked this question in January uh, or December, I mean, I might get different answers. You know, I mean, it's it's possible uh, that that's you know, it, it's it's bright coming off the biggest season, right? Saratoga and Delmar. The Breeders' Cup is kind of on underway. The fall meets are, um, you know, we just had Kentucky Downs, which was really popular. So,
1: yeah, and, and like I said, you know, I, I think the increase or about the same was due to the, those factors. So if you combine those numbers, that's probably a more accurate depiction of what's been going on since the pandemic, because it's increased because there was there were less tracks running for for three months. People uh, th- pouring it in. Like it wasn't like it was just dead. I mean, Gulfstream's handle was was pretty nice. Um, for those those months in Tampa, that extended their meet, they were doing all right too. Yeah, well, Gulfstream got
0: uh, a lot of the guys who were kind of stuck there because
1: right they they couldn't they couldn't ship
0: out. They would normally have been gone to Keeneland and, and New York and and uh, New Jersey, and a lot of them. Up, you know, they're stuck there. They don't know when racing is going to open in other places, so they, they ran, and and of course that was uh, a unique thing that's not going to happen probably ever again. But uh, it was interesting uh, to, to see that. Um, I, I I was I didn't word this question properly, but again, you know, there's constraints with this space and stuff. Um, but the, the answer was, was, was really kind of interesting. And, and, uh, to me, and, and I thought one of the questions or one of the answers was, would, would get a lot more than it got. And it's, has your personal wagering handle on racing increased or decreased due to incentives from your ADW? And when yeah. I meant decreased, I, I was kind of a, um, I mean, no one's going to say, Hey, we're going to give you a hundred dollars Oh, I'm, I don't want to bet. You know,
1: I mean, right. I, never happened.
0: I, 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 I meant. Is your ADW not giving you nothing? nothing you know, oh, not giving Jones. you much. Therefore, hey, I'm not going to play as much. Uh, it, it was it was kind of a um, um, clumsily worded question, but the answer: sixty six percent stayed the same, um, and that surprised me that it wasn't more. The increased which had twenty two percent decrease think- at twelve percent. I, I was surprised that that, that handle that um incentives from your adw did not people did not feel that the the those um
1: increased their handle yeah i think that was the most honest answered question in the whole thing um because you know like for myself i i said it stayed the same um although an incentive from the adw is always appreciated but i think they know as well as the people who are using the adw that it's not a prerequisite you're not they're not losing customers because they're not giving out anything right and that's really on the betters because they you know i mean twitter is only so big you know especially horse racing twitter it's, it's not a it's not a huge community and you can kind of make some waves if you get enough behind it at times but you know people would have to start leaving adw's and droves in order to 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 get something you know back and i know twin spires does some things every once in a while i was like oh deposit you know, a hundred dollars. You give you twenty five, stuff like that. And you know, it's like, well, I was going to deposit a hundred bucks anyway. <laughs> you know that I think that's how a lot of horse players kind of view it, and they're like, well, that's you're not really giving me anything. And then I, I you know, you see these promotions with um, TVG and you know, bet back, you know. Uh, win insurance and you know pick four insurance and stuff like that I, I think players do like those um yeah but they, i don't think do. it's a deal breaker they do like them but i, I think
0: they, they're <laughs> honest in saying they're not really increasing their right a whole lot of them, you know yeah yep i mean i, I know like twin spires uh promotes um like this weekend if you bet churchill downs your horse finish second and third um if you bet the win they they Matched up to a certain amount, but uh, you know, which is you know interesting. But I don't think anyone started betting ten grand on horses to win because I figured, (laughs) hey, if I get beat up, I get my money back. Um, you got to read the fine print on that too. (laughs) I don't know. There's a limit. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure there's a limit. Uh, If you wager on races, do you also bet on sports slash poker slash casino games, etc.? Thirty five percent said yes. Thirty nine percent said no, and twenty six percent said yes, but rarely. And I wonder if we asked the same question three years ago before sports wagering has gotten so uh, widespread. I mean, people listen; people were betting sports offshore, but those you know offshore books in a lot of cases were, were a little bit a little bit sketchy, right? <laughs> a so, lot of um,
1: still are. <laughs>
0: I, I wonder if this this question would have had a lot fewer yeses two or three years ago versus now and it'd be interesting to, to take the same question and, and go ahead three years from now in New York and Florida and uh, well bigger states are, are all on you know legally accepting uh sports web that's if that really if the yeses don't wind up at 50 percent
1: or higher I mean you know growing up and and going to the track and stuff and you know, it was kind of like those things went hand in hand. Yeah. You know, um You know, back in the day, you'd see you'd see bookies at the track. Yeah, you would. Um, probably still do. I just don't get out to the track much. But, um, so I would think that those numbers were probably would always be pretty steady because you know, guys, guys would call in bets They, you know, between races, they would talk about basketball games, hoops games, and, and, you know, most tracks show sports on TVs there. And, you know, there's guys that, that would make it an all day affair and, and bet courses. And then between races, you know, watch football, basketball, etc. Um, So, I don't know. I mean, that'd that that, that's, that, that that'd be a really good question if you took this poll in, like, let's say, like, 94, 95. But I think it would be the same because, they, they, they you know, back then there were still ways to wager on stuff, even though it wasn't technically legal. <laughs> no, but, you know,
0: you, you either had to bet offshore or you had to know <clears throat> a guy, you know, and I think that that's the one thing that sports betting is now being right it's to promote it's promoted it's, it's they're bringing it to the masses and i mean these companies are paying insane acquisition fees per per customer to to get customers i mean fanatics the you know they sell hats and jerseys and stuff is all of a sudden worth like billions of dollars because of their of their their email list basically i was gonna say the get, customer
1: list every day for real like literally every day i get fanatics I bought like a, a a tampa bay ray shirt like a year ago and literally every day they I get... bombard you
0: and and the funny thing is like their their sales and their stuff you never miss anything because whatever sale they have this week they're gonna probably have next week and they're gonna have them week after and week after and week after, <laughs> week after. i mean but right the like the amount of of you know of um Sports inclined people, people who are willing to spend money to buy a sports themed hat or shirt or jersey or or sweatshirt, prob the demographics are probably lean heavily that they also would be willing to wait. Gamble. Right, totally and they are paying through the teeth for these. I mean, I, I think racing ADWs probably pay about three cents a customer because uh, I mean, you just don't you just don't see it. it, it it's a different. You know, listen it's it's a different uh, it's a different thing. It just is. But uh, moving on, uh, do you (laughs) feel betting on racing is good value versus other forms of race of wagering? The answer to that was forty eight percent said yes, thirty two percent said no, and twenty percent were neutral. Um, What's your take on that? But you know, basically
1: fifty percent of the people said racing is good value versus other forms of wagering that that was absurd because there's no way there's no way better it's 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 better than anything sports related <laughs> like you know like mainstream sports like football basketball baseball hockey that kind of stuff well, well the no- injuries
0: is good value do you think you're getting more value betting on races where you a pick 3 a pick 4 a pick 5 and have a chance to bet a little and and make a lot. And and I understand that um, you have that ability with betting individual players and and you're doing these four- and five-team parlays. (laughs) But it's still, you know, you're you're betting just on the face of it, betting totals, betting first-half lines, betting straight. You're you're not getting great odds. Um, And the one factor that I, I will say that it does provide value in racing and I'm not going to talk about the computer betters because it's just another topic, but no racetrack is ever going to tell you they're not going to take your bets because you're winning too much.
1: (laughs) They will invade. And
0: and that is, that is a problem in, in in other forms of wagering.
1: I mean, it is right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if, if if people understood that question or didn't, because there's no way if you if you think about it, it's 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 an okay value, but not good. You know, when I think good is, you know, I would think it would be equal or on par to, let's say, uh, football betting, and it's not. And it's and it doesn't even have the variety, even though there's a ton of bets out there. But things like the parlays and you know, you got fantasy, which we have to kind of endure because we can't make wagers here, you know, bookmaker style yet. Well, in the Grand Prix, whatever the
0: hell they call it, of basically of old claimers that run a mile and five Ace, <clears throat> uh, Belmont, the fourth race on Saturday, a Horse Name Locally Owned, won the race and paid thirty-nine dollars. And uh, for some reason, they still have quinellas. <laughs> I don't know why. They don't handle anything.
1: Uh, nobody talks about them. Nobody bets them. I'll sure tell you. I'll say this about quinellas. This is what I do with quinellas. If if I like a horse that I think is going to win, I'll play the horse in quinellas instead of a place bet.
0: Yeah. No, I... Instead of.
1: Now... Again, the circumstances have to be kind of right. If if there's a horse I like to win, I'm going to play him to win. And then I may play Quinella's as the place bet. Um, but that's not all the time. It's, it's kind of like, oh, well, maybe I should do this too. Like if the horse is, you know, 10 to 1 or better, and I like him to win, he wins, I'm going to hit the, <laughs> I'm probably going to hit the Quinella too. And usually it pays a little more, you know what I mean. So, but other than that, it's it's pretty much useless. <laughs> well, that, the the Quinella
0: Net race paid uh, with a thirty nine dollar winner paid four dollars.
1: <throat> yeah, that's ridiculous. Yep, but it paid more than the place ticket, right? Uh, place was four ten. Yes, right, slightly more. So that that that's kind of why, but I mean, in that situation, it's like why even why bother?
0: <laughs> All right, now now we get into the the um, the nitty gritty. The question of the day: Do you play jackpot wagers? Parentheses don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Three hundred forty-seven people voted. Thirteen percent said yes, thirty-six percent said yes, but only on payoff day. Fifty-one percent said no. So, who's telling the truth there?
1: Probably nobody, because there's no way it can handle as much as it does with fifty-one percent of people in like a three hundred fifty vote sample <laughs> of horse players. Well, it's basically
0: eighty-seven percent are saying no. They only no. They don't play, or they only play on on a force out day, which means, like you said, where's that money coming
1: from? I think that one should probably like, yeah, I, I love the fact you put "don't lie." <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, you know, I mean, it's it's like badge of of, of uh, it's like a scarlet letter. I'm a jackpot wagerer. <laughs> Put a
1: big J on your chest.
0: That's I think Sucker a lot more people Jack do. He's, 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 the, he's a moron.
1: I think a lot more people do than, than want to let on. So I'd say those are probably pretty even. You know, in reality, it's probably 30-something percent for all three of those. Uh, how many track circuits do you play regularly? The answers were
0: one to two, three to four, four to five, more than five. Forty-six uh, percent said <clears throat> that they play two, one or two. Thirty-nine um, percent said three or four. So
1: that's another lie. You should. You
0: had eighty-five percent of the people saying
1: that they play one to four tracks or circuits. Which, um, which I'm my Twitter feed. They're they're playing five to five or more, because I see dudes complain about jockeys at every single track during the day. Yeah, four to five,
0: which, of course, you know, four to five is a little bit of an odd number to p- put out there. But um, they, don't, they only got 5%. More than five got 10%. I, I thought that was going to – I thought three or four would be the majority. Right. I thought, that, honestly, I, I thought three or four was going to be 50%. I really did. I, I thought it
1: would be 50%.
0: It's 39%, so, you know, we were off by about 11%.
1: But – uh. Well I mean, I guess some people could have took it as which ones do you like to play regularly, like always, not just sure. like on a given Saturday because yeah. definitely playing more they were there were
0: relatively open
1: ended questions
0: right if you're playing New York, you're playing Kentucky, you're playing California
1: well, right
0: on Mondays and Tuesdays if you're playing well, none of those tracks run on Mondays and Tuesdays, so <laughs> exactly unless you're only betting one other track um. Let me see if we had any more answers. Uh any more questions. No, that was it. That
1: was that was all <laughs> the 13 questions. So you know it was it was kind of an interesting thing to do. Um it was kind of a state of the union a little bit because you know, um, you know, what I took from it is people are sort of disgruntled, <laughs> but they're not willing to, to leave, is what I got from it. Like, you know, there's things that you know, from the betting side and, and for bettors, there's things that probably need to be fixed. But I'm sure the track view this the same way is that it's not a deal breaker. People are still going to bet. Right. And it's not new people. That, that's really the concerning thing. And that's the over, you know, the cloud, the dark cloud hanging over this. These are people that are in it. We're not getting any new people. Or not enough. Um, So, I mean, this is kind of what we sort of thought all along, is that people will bet regardless, and the tracks know it.
0: Yeah, no, I hear you. I do hear you. I mean... It's it's tough to get the tracks to pay attention.
1: Right. And that, that that's the hardest part. And then like I said, the only thing that would get their attention, just like the ADW thing, you know, if they just if people just stopped in one big wave and, and really affected their 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 numbers. I mean, I remember a few years ago, uh, I think it was the horse players of North America, and they had this strong rally against the, the, the Keeneland takeout. And they were going hard at it on Twitter. I, I mean, really hard, and it didn't do anything. Yeah, well, Keeneland is is,
0: is a track, <clears throat> Actually, I, but I, that, that, that but, but Keeneland that, is a is a is a sales company that happens to run two three week race meets. So, unless you can get people to boycott their sales, <laughs> um, it's nothing yeah. is going to change. There, no, Nothing. yeah, no, they, they don't. They, they, they. You know, it's nice. They bet a lot of money. They make money on
1: it, but they're a sales company. <clears throat> so, yeah, but it seems like people don't realize that for whatever reason. Uh,
0: it's, yeah,
1: but it, it's there's there's
0: there's so little education, and a lot of it is people aren't willing to educate
1: themselves. Just yeah, not I mean, to do it. it mysterious i mean like publicly shared information from these companies is is hard to come by so you can only go so far with it i think no it's it's very true
0: very very true um i want to uh, i wanted to say a couple things about uh Belmont and we just said the racetracks don't listen in a lot of ways but they've got to do something about the timing situation and it was brought to light today to me by someone who who showed me this information it's public information that they are advertising or they were advertising for a photo finish operator person who's the, the the job description is timing and photo finish operator at Naira, The american teletimer company elmont new york usa hmm. american teletimer is looking for an operator for our timing and photo finish systems at NIRA belmont aqueduct saratoga racetracks knowledge of horse racing is a bonus but not required basic computer skills are required we will provide on the job training someone who lives local to the racetrack preferred but not required that's not that you know unusual that they would be looking for someone. But what was kind of stunning to me was the amount of money they're willing to pay that person.
1: (laughs) What, like 15 an hour? (laughs) That's my guess. Now,
0: it's a billion-dollar company, right? I mean, essentially, just a couple billion dollars bet at this track. And I know they're not a publicly traded company. I know there's a little, they're quasi-private, you know, public kind of deal. But there's a tremendous amount of money that's that's bet through this organization. And the timing of races would seem to be uh, extremely important, as the photo finish camera would be extremely important, right? This this would be a very important part of... um, The the product, the salary that they list as a part time job is a part time job, according to them. Thirty to thirty six thousand dollars annually.
1: Oh shit! I was I wasn't that far off, huh? People in New York
0: minimum wage in long hours. I was like, you can't live off. You can work at McDonald's and make $15 an hour. It's, it's like $18 an hour job. Like, are you freaking kidding me? Fire somebody there and give them the, the give this person their jobs. You have a lot of people that work there that that don't really do anything. Whatever you're gonna pay, the so the incoming guy that's gonna replace Martin Panza. Lop 65000 75000 off his salary and pay it to this guy because more people are going to be affected by what this guy does than what the other guy does. I mean, come on. How, how can they justify that A, being a part-time position, which means that the person who is doing it doesn't get benefits? And, it, and, and maybe they're working another full-time job. So, are they bound to care about this job as much as their other job? No. Are they bound to, to care if they make mistakes because if they get fired, they get fired, and there's a million jobs out there these days? No. How can this not be a full time job? I'm not racing once a week.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of insane to think, you know, how much they handle in a month.
0: You have vice presidents there that don't do anything. Fire one of them. This is an important job. This is an important job. What if we get to a million dollar race and the guy forgets to put the photo finish the, the thing on, or or he's because he <laughs> fell asleep because he was, this is his second job and he worked all night. Uh, I don't know, in a hospital or something. This is far too important. You run four and five days a week. Stop being so damn cheap. Cancel one of your stupid turf races and let the horsemen pay for it. I mean, come on. It's ridiculous. The timing of the races has been a joke. A joke.
1: Understatement.
0: Could you imagine a professional basketball team whose timekeeper continuously made
1: mistakes? (sighs) Like it's a rec league or something,
0: <laughs> and they say, "Ah, well, we're only going to pay them eighteen dollars an hour." It's ridiculous
1: Just find out what those people make and compare it. I think I could find out.
0: Even so, those those are people that are working two hours a week, or, or two hours a night, two and a half hours a night, two two or three nights of you know part season. That this is like they run all year round. The photo finish tells you who wins or loses. This is a job for a full-time person. Maybe the full-time person could also spend some time making sure that the the stuff was working properly. (laughs) That would be nice. To have this be a part-time job. It's it, it just to me, it, it's it's nuts. Give them something else to do. Let them work in the racing office and take entries a couple days a week. And you can't tell me that there's not something else that they could do. Maybe, maybe they could assist the the stallman. Maybe there's, uh, you know, they can do thinking- something else. But you can't pay someone in New York City thirty thousand dollars a year and think they're going to give a shit.
1: Oh, they definitely won't.
0: A person who's not familiar with races, they're like, well, what's the difference? You know, 45 to a half, 46. Whatever. You know. And I'm sure this is done other places, but this is the top of the line. And what they do at uh, Asinobia Downs or <laughs> Asinobia. Evangeline or someplace that has you know a, a pittance of the money run for and, and then bet on, and it, it affects everyone, it affects the horsemen too. And the horsemen should be just as pissed off because the fact of the matter is that if you're training fillies, speed figures matter, and if the, if the times aren't right, the speed figures are in question, and, and all of a sudden. The numbers downgraded or upgraded or, or whatever it, it affects the value of bloodstock. I mean, the photo finish thing just alone. Imagine a close race, one of these million dollar races, and it comes down in the photo finish. Uh, you know, doesn't work or mis malfunctions, and that malfunctions because uh, you know. It was a, uh, a fluke, but malfunctions because the guy's not doing his job properly because he's making $18 an hour and, you know, doesn't, doesn't get a it. A yeah. It's not that big of a deal for him. He can go to Wendy's across the street and make, make $15 and get free food.
1: Well, I, I just don't understand how they cannot see that, like the cycle, that cycle. They if- are terrible about paying people these days. They're terrible about it. Not just Naira. Oh, no, it's not just Naira. They've cut,
0: cut, 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 cut on the racing side. Why do you think you see so many mistakes made in the PPs? Why do you think so many mistakes? Horses get ineligible horses and geldings. and Because they, they might have one person doing the job of three because they're not paying enough. And the only way a guy can, can make enough money is if he does the job of three. I, I've been there. Listen, I worked at a racetrack. I couldn't do it now. There's no way. When I worked at Yonkers, the, the amount of hours in the end, that we had to put in back then, I, I physically, I don't think I could do it. It was a massive... You would race.
1: never sleep.
0: <laughs> While racing eight cards a week. Yeah. And these aren't eight dog cards a week, you know. These are eight real race cards a week. It was difficult. It was difficult. Uh, but one of the things, and this is this goes back to probably the steward's jobs as well. Why the stewards don't seem like they do as good a job as they used to. You know, They're perfect.
1: <laughs>
0: Most stewards' jobs are per diem, or per, per, oh, per, per day. Hmm. So if you're you're on a track, you're only racing two or three days a week. You know, six months out of the year. Probably doing something else too.
1: That's rough. I mean, you know, I, I for years I thought it was, you know, like a like almost like a state official where they they had a salary. Some of them are so it depends on who you are, but
0: well, most of them are. If you're an association steward, you work for the track. Most are association stewards. It, it, it brings into question the um you know, their their ability to to be neutral.
2: Yeah, yeah, I
0: was shocked when I found out how little boxing judges made. Oh well, yeah, I was I was like stunned. Peanuts, like it's it's incredible that you can see a fight that's got a fifty million dollar <laughs> and they're getting five hundred dollars. And, and these guys are making like two grand. Yeah. For a championship fight. For the night. For the night. Yeah. And, and the difference between winning and losing for for the fighters is is tens of millions of dollars. And then, you know, the top, the biggest guys, it might be hundreds of millions of dollars. And these guys are making two thousand bucks. And then people wonder why boxing has a problem with their scorecards sometimes. I'm not condoning it, saying it's right for people to, to, to do that, but I mean, come on. And one thing that people don't realize is that tracks like New York, uh, tracks like Churchill, you see the purse money, right? The purse money is gigantic. But that doesn't mean that everyone else is getting paid like that. <laughs> They're not giving it out. To <laughs> I remember at Parks, this was maybe a, maybe 10 years ago, maybe a little less than 10 years ago. And one of the ladies who worked in the office upstairs um, told uh, told me one day that they made less money since the track got uh-huh. the slots because they put them in an employee's category because they had so many other employees, you know, because they had the casino, that they paid more out of pocket for their health insurance and, and things like that, and that she actually was taking home less money <laughs> than she was. Good lord, um, with with a with a worse uh, healthcare <laughs> program. And I, I I thought I always thought that in the back of my head that you know what people see the purses go up, but they don't realize that it's uh it's not everybody else. I remember I was at Tampa Bay. This has got to be in the early two thousands, two thousand four, two thousand five, maybe, and they kept screwing up the racing office kept making mistakes. They kept having ineligible horses in, they kept having the wrong horses in, um, horses in the wrong race, and then they kept having a redraw, redraw, redraw. And it was a real pain in the ass because you'd hear, you know, oh, you're in the third race, you got post four. All right, great. And then two hours later, you go on online and you're not in, or you're, you're in the eighth race and you're post 12, you know, or, because they redrew the race because they made a mistake. Um, and a guy I remember said to me, uh, Chuck, you know we don't get paid that much at this place. And I told him, I said, "Dude, look at the purses. We don't get paid that much either. But if we <laughs> if, if we if we if we enter an eligible horse, we get fined. Like, I mean, just do your job. It's it's not like it's uh, it's not like it's hard labor. It's a pain in the ass, but those are the problems that exist below." The surface that uh, you know, just don't get talked about much because people who are in these jobs can't talk about them because you know they'll get fired, right? But I mean, you cannot pay the photo finish and the timer thirty thousand dollars in New York City. Where do they live
1: <laughs> for free? <laughs> That's the only they way to
0: give them a room on the backside. Oof.
1: That's a are, you,
0: are you going to give them a leg up to get a hot walking job? Hot walkers make as much money as they do. Hot walkers make more money. Than the ones that are they're ambitious. Some of them, yeah. I, I, that that kind of blew me away. And listen, man, I gotta tell you, anybody out there that takes the time and the energy. And has the moxie to make a, a website, no matter what you're selling, if you're selling pics or whatever. More power to you. You know what? If you succeed at it, if you make money at it, no matter how ridiculous it is, yeah. it's fine. Like I don't have any problem with it. If people are willing to, to to buy advice from other people. Let them. That's that's their prerogative. Yeah. But you guys. That are proclaimed horse racing experts, you gotta stop putting your picks out, bros. Your football picks <laughs> bloodbath! You gotta stop doing that. You guys don't know shit about football. <laughs> you don't. You don't know anything about football.
1: <laughs> yeah, this, week, what, this you week, what, week. You bro. really want to know
0: the truth? Is nobody does nobody does nobody knows what's going on behind the scenes of all these teams especially college when there's 150 possible
1: teams you can't watch them you can't follow them you don't well, know what's just going look on. at look at what happened yesterday you know i'm sure there was there were plenty of people out there like oh miami 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 Nah, it wasn't me. I, I saw something. There had to be somebody. I saw, out I there. saw
0: some, some one of those Vegas sites where like ninety percent of the money was bet at Buffalo minus three and a half. I was surprised that the line didn't move. Actually, right.
1: Uh, that that's why I say that because the line didn't move. But <laughs> you yeah. know, and the guy gets hurt. The, the 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 best player on their team gets hurt. Well, if you if you look at
0: what happened, look look the week before Buffalo gets beat by Pittsburgh at home, right? Mm-hmm. Miami beats New England on the road um the raiders are the raiders this week the raiders beat pittsburgh on the road <laughs> buffalo goes beats miami on the road and of course will plays the jets so of course that's an w but money i mean there's just you're just guessing you're just guessing oh, i think you the, can follow horse racing man. you can do you can get speed figures you can watch trips you can f- look at sheets you, you can you know look at trainer patterns you can try to figure out things that other people might not see. Plus, you have the value of, of bet, the wagering, the odds, right? There's odds. You don't know shit about football. You're just guessing. You're throwing darts.
1: Football's tough. But at the very
0: least, don't make your picks public, man.
1: Yeah, I saw, I saw a couple take a huge hit, like especially on on Saturday with the college games. There was a study done um, about a
0: year ago. And a guy who's a... I don't even kind of know what he does, but... He puts a lot of interesting stuff out there. And He referenced this article where it said like 70% of sports betters think they can beat the, the game, and I'm like none of them can. Like none of them, zero. Yeah, maybe those, if you bet but, you like the guy bet that one bet, game a month, the guy that needs Detroit tonight. Like okay, if he hits, if Detroit you know miraculously wins and he hits, well yeah, he's gonna win. He's gonna be a winner because he probably won't be able to bet seven hundred thousand dollars. But <laughs> it's not it, impossible. It, it, it was. It was it was it was amazing how delusional people are about sports, and I don't know if people are quite as delusional about racing because i, I don't know it's hard it's hard to say but uh, uh little dinky allen Dinky put uh, Dink. a great great tweet today. And his comment was a lot of sports experts lost money with their expert selections this weekend. Very few will tweet about that. On the other hand, I wonder where these experts got their gambling expertise. They may know sports, but if they don't post the vague or post incorrect lines, ignore them. And, and that's the truth in that the guys who bet sports that do well, they win like 54% of their games and they have to take advantage of, of bad lines. And no one can just pick winners. No one. You can't do it. No, not. Flipping a coin, and you're going to lose the big. It did give us a lot of amusement,
1: though, for Saturday. Afternoon. Oh, it certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> Had a good old time looking at those picks off. Pick day. Pick to racing, guys. You're good, good at
0: racing. Tank. You may not be the one the greatest uh, um, wagers but handicap you can you can figure horse racing out in, in some ways
1: sports pff, good luck you got no shot yeah you, you really gotta pick your spots I mean you gotta you got even so most of the time you're getting lucky anyways yeah, well, the injury factor is huge, especially in football, man. Injuries, missed kicks,
0: weather, you know, strange coaching decisions. Like <laughs> there was a play, Cleveland versus uh, the other day, um, uh, Houston. Mm-hmm. It's third down, fifteen. It's there, excuse me, third and seventeen. Houston throws the ball, comes up two yards short, so it's fourth and two flag offsides on on uh, on cleveland so instead of making it third and ten and trying again they declined the penalty <laughs> and, and fourth and two and then punted it. and they showed a picture of the of the, Chicago, uh, the cleveland coach and he looked totally baffled why like, would what? they try one other offensive play from the 40 something yard line instead of declining the the, the play and and and, and instead of declining the penalty and, and, and accepting the play and then not going for it. They punted. That's the kind of thing that, that gets you in football. As many, as many you know, questionable rides as you get in, in horse racing, there's a ton of questionable stuff that
1: happens. Well, officiating, injuries, uh, you off, know, the taunting the taunting, the taunting.
0: the taunting is ridiculous. Oh, taunting
1: penalties. Good Lord. Can how can you... a
0: league say it's okay for the entire defense to sprint to the other side of the, the, the field and, and, <laughs> and, and, and do dances and, and poses in front of a camera? <clears throat> That's okay. But but if you, if you you know, say something to the guy that you just, uh, you know, broke up the pass or something, you, you got to, like, I just don't. Nobody uh, wanted that. Who asked for that? How, <laughs> how can it be a 15-yard penalty anyways? Maybe a five-yard that? penalty. You know, like how can if I go and try to decapitate a guy, <laughs> or shoot right, right. collar? If, if I if I if I hit a guy so late that, that I you know give him a concussion, I get fifteen yards. And if a guy like claps too hard, he gets fifteen yards too. Like, how, how does that make any sense? Um,
1: yeah, it's it's so absurd. Like, and it stops gameplay too. That's the other thing; it just messes with the flow and. It's just not not needed. Like, I want to know who asked for that. Who wanted that? I know the players didn't want it. I know the fans didn't want it. Although there's some, you know, some boomers out there that say, I like it, you know. But beyond those, those select few, nobody wanted that. Nobody cared. <laughs> Honestly, nobody cared.
0: Yes. Like do you want to make it a penalty? Make it a five yard
1: penalty. Don't even do that. As long it's, as it's not ridiculous,
0: I, I just don't see how is that how is that a fifteen yard penalty? Like, who are you hurting? <clears> it's not like just fights every week in football,
1: right? It's not like that. They just—I mean, they-
0: I get why the NBA does some of the stuff, and, and you know, they, they kind of gone overboard too. But I get why they did it. They did it because they didn't want these guys fighting because they're giant people, and and they they play. Really close to the crowd who pays huge amounts of money for the the seats they're in. They did not want that. They don't want a guy killing another guy or, or hurting a fan. You know, like so they don't have fights anymore. Basically, I get that. I, I understand why they had that. But football's not like that. Football's played on a field where there's no <laughs> other people. They like, got pads, other than three hundred coaches and what all the other people on the sideline. I don't know what the hell have them do, but. I mean, there's no fans on the sidelines, and they, and like you said, they do have pads, and you just don't see football fights very often, and and it's, it's just not an issue. And I just don't understand why it's it's they like you said, why did they feel the need to do that?
1: Makes no sense. Well, I know those 300 coaches on the football sideline get paid pretty good. Just saying, <laughs> you get paid better than the tell timer in New York. though. Damn right they do. <laughs> Should look up what the equipment manager makes in Philly.
0: The Guy, talking to town deli, the slice of the ham in the back makes more money than Iron Timer.
1: That's not fair to ham, sir. Well, the guy gets paid more. I mean, does probably does a better job. You call him a ham sandwich? Is that what you're saying? (sighs) Yeah.
0: Yes, sir. So you know, outside of uh, the Pennsylvania races this weekend, it's not a not a whole lot. Uh, there was some kind of interesting news that um, Monmouth Park and our our man, Dennis Drazen has decided that he wants to run. Seven crappy turf races on the same night as the Breeders Crown. Um Yeah, what was that about? I saw- chose just a complete disregard for racing in general when a another sport that uh you know they're not directly related, but they are uh, the, the, the standard bread business in New Jersey, which is, is pretty, pretty, pretty strong, um, is hosting the, the Breeders' Cup, basically, of, of Harness, and you're going to use your claws in uh, the contract to run seven, probably mostly crappy turf races and force them to race in the afternoon. I mean, it's just, uh, it's petty. It's childish. I mean, seriously. And like I said, karma would be a pouring pouring rain all day, the day before and that day.
1: So cancel the races. Yeah, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Work, to, it just, you know what?
0: Work together. Work together. Work together. The truth of the matter is, those races would be better off on a Tuesday. they would be better off running Tuesday afternoon and Saturday night, especially if it rains. Especially if it rains, you don't know what the weather is in the end of October. No, nah, it'll probably be rainy. <laughs> I would guess. <clears throat> it's just another, you know, way of of. A, of and yes, that's two different breeds, but it's just another way of horse racing. Just you know, not people in horse racing, just not getting it, not caring, and being selfish and self-centered. And um, it's just you know, ludicrous, just absolutely ludicrous. I mean, it'd be nice if they did something about the fact that their jockeys are all carrying buzzers, and they have uh, you know, half the trainers in the backside seem to be outlaws no big deal right uh, nobody cares <laughs> yeah they made sure they got they they they, they got that Tommy Mahia they got rid of him everything's everything's okay now though right and just it's just silly what they should have done was done nothing told mahia sit tight don't talk to nobody And then start calling other people in. Saying, yeah, he talked. You might be on the list. But you know. Did they do that? No. Of course they did. Because they want to sweep it under the rug as fast as they can. That's horse racing. That's horse racing in a nutshell. I know people will be, but you know what the truth is? It's the truth. The truth is, that's the truth. They don't want the guys to get caught. Yeah, throw the book at this guy. And he he deserves the book thrown at him. I'm not saying that he doesn't. After all the stuff that we know in the last couple years, really, since last March, if you didn't understand that things are different, the perception is going to be different from now on. And and a lot of people don't, and they're assholes, and and I don't care what they get. Oh, I'm surprised. Wayne got. (laughs) he tried to claim a horse under someone else's name. That's really surprising because, you know, he tried to also claim that horses that were uh, running under his name weren't his. (laughs) You guys know. It's not a surprise. It's not a surprise when certain trainers go certain places and they can't win a race. They can't do any good at all. Then they go back to some other places and all of a sudden they can't lose why it wasn't the weather effort effort the game needs to be blown up the game is not doing good it's all smoke and mirrors there's people out there big players in the game that are so oblivious so oblivious that they willingly are just throwing everything in people's faces and tagging people who they know are toxic at this point to most of the actual people that are putting money into the game If you buy a million dollar horses from billionaires, you're not putting money into the game you're taking money out of the game but they don't care you don't care. Personally, I don't think the Breeders' Cup should, should bar Baffert this year. I really don't think they should bar Baffert, and, and I might be in the minority. But the fact of the matter is, the Kentucky Racing Commission still hasn't uh, ruled on on anything seemingly, um, and New York thing is kind of in flux, and the Breeders' Cup is in you know six weeks. And I don't think that by pre-entries, we should be saying, oh, well, this guy's not allowed to participate anymore.
1: <clears throat> no, I, I, I kind of agree. It's like, it, it's just such catch-22 because of all this stuff that's in limbo. If it was in Kentucky, if it was in New York, I
0: would say, okay, I get it. We're not going to try to overrule those local jurisdictions, but they're in California and he's allowed to race in California.
1: Right. They have Right a- or wrong
0: whether you like it or whether you don't like it, that's what they've decided to do. And the fact of the matter is that I don't think that they will because even though there's a massive conflict of interest on that Breeders' Cup board, and if everyone on the board who had any dealings with Mr. Baffert would uh, uh, recuse themselves, there basically might not be anybody left. But I was surprised that it even became a thing. And if he's allowed to race in California and the races are in California, I just don't see why they wouldn't allow him to race. And I think if you don't allow him to race, then you're creating a negative story that doesn't need to be created. Um, especially considering that the owners most certainly would almost guaranteed transfer the horses, at least temporarily. To other trainers and then you would have the whole question of uh you know what new york did on um in the philly stakes on Travers day when there was a guy listed as the trainer of the winning horse who was clearly not the trainer of the winning horse <laughs> and everybody knew about it and they because the they knew about it beforehand they they said that's okay but is it really okay? And and what if the horse had got a positive? I mean, we don't know if he did or he didn't. And, you know, we hear about all these positive tests that are coming. I, I've heard about positive tests in Florida from four or five different places that they're holding. Uh, holding. What are you holding them for? Right. Why? Adjudicate them and. Do I've much- heard about I've heard about Muhammad's having some positive tests and 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 everything's hush hush and and they're they're pushing it off the after the meet because you know business more than integrity business more than integrity means when business is more important than integrity eventually there will be no business because no one will believe that about the integrity exists racing is is in a, a catch twenty two from the start because every movie ever made about horse racing has some sort of um, stigma of yeah. He even Let It Ride, alright? Let It Ride. Great movie. I watch it. It's just, you know, funny. It's a funny movie. Still, after all these years, still. funny. It's about a guy holding a horse nine consecutive times. <laughs> exactly. And the guy, you know... They heard it on a tape. Right. You know, so like <clears throat> the, the, every movie ever made about horse race. horse racing has that stereotype. And I wish I could say that it was different, but it's not. And the reasons are all, there, there's always a reason. There's always a reason. There's always well, you know, but, well, you know, but, well, you know, but what? It's like everything. Uh, it's hard to believe anything anymore. It's hard to believe anything anymore. And that's that. Because Stone Cold said so. Yeah. The Packers are winning by uh, a lot, so the guy's not going to make his money. One less. Another sports better that's
1: losing. That's an understatement. (laughs) Well.
0: I'm sorry to be harsh at the end, but... uh
1: no I mean if if you aren't or people aren't talking about it then who is nobody well that's the thing is people do talk about it but nobody talks about it that
0: should be talking about it or put it this way nothing is being done nothing is really being done no
1: it's 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 up up in the air yeah
0: what are you gonna do well, we'll
1: probably put out another poll tomorrow. That'd be nice. That'd it. be cool. I, I, I enjoyed that. I, you know, just to, to get a real, you know, obviously the sample size wasn't huge, but it wasn't small. Like, hey, listen, it was, we it was had size. About,
0: about 350 people. Right. Most of them, 448 decided, 80% of which decided they weren't to.
1: They didn't feel That's valued. A good size, You know, just for no. something kind of impromptu, on Twitter on a <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon. No, it was.
0: Uh, I, I was <laughs> I was pleased, and, and I appreciate everyone's feedback, and uh, yeah, we'll do some more of those. Just Twitter makes it hard when you can you know you have a limited amount of space, and, and you're only allowed four answers because some things really need more than four answers and I'm not putting any polls up on on
1: Facebook. Facebook. Is no, famous. Facebook's useless, dude. For that kind of thing. It's got to be so ridiculous. Only for memes. Memes only. Don't. <laughs> if you're not on Facebook, don't.
0: If you left you if you yeah, you stopped looking at it, don't go back. It's all right. It's it's pretty brutal
1: Facebook. I'm 90% Ninety-eight percent memes. So. so, some of the groups, the horse racing groups, are just like, "Oh, oh it's cool. awful. Oh man!" And I'm in a lot of them too. Oh, they're just so oh, tough. Some are just so tough
0: to read. The people are just so dumb. <laughs> I mean, it's just they're just so dumb. It's just you just can't believe that. Yeah, and you wonder why Microshares sell a million of them. <laughs> suckers born <laughs> every day. What was it? Uh, GameStop. The GameStop people are like geniuses compared to the horse racing. <laughs> least they, at least at least, a lot of them made money on the way up. Some of the retard's made lost it all because whatever. I just wish more of them bet. That, that's all. I just wish, more. and that, and that's the funny thing is, you know, the, the most interesting thing about social media is that. And I have no proof of this, but the people that bet are probably the most intelligent people in the business. <laughs> I'm not saying they make the most money because most of them probably don't, but they're probably the smartest people as a group. Like like you read Facebook in these quote unquote fan groups. Oh my god. Like if you if you collectively Combined a lot of those groups, you couldn't light a freaking light bulb with their knowledge of literally anything. (laughs) Man, and then people in the business, oblivious in so many ways. So many people are just oblivious. And it's just, um, it's like they just never learn. And they all just sit around and wait for things (laughs) to blow over. And they just figure it's going to blow over. But at some point, we're going to reach a critical mass. You know? If you looked at horse racing from the outside, the first thing you would say, if you look you analyze the numbers, you would say, like, hey, you guys got a real problem in that your supply is running really short and you're going to have to keep cutting days. And at some point, like, uh, you know, that's going to be a big problem because the bottom lines are not going to be able to be Achieved if you don't run enough days because you're just not getting the volume. And of course, you know, bigger fields mean more handle, bigger fields are more quality, of, you know, or excuse me, more competitive races. And that just, just, just that alone, and, and yet, you know, no, nobody's doing nothing. I'm just ranting so I don't have to watch the end of this
1: stupid football game. Was oh, you said the, the packs are uh, big. The Favres. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the Detroit Lions have never been good in my whole lifetime.
1: No, they were good that year. They, they went, were not good. They were good that year.
0: They made the playoffs. That doesn't No, mean. they
1: went to the uh, NFC Championship game and lost. Barry Sanders. Uh, All right. They were good one year. One year. Yep.
0: And didn't somebody lose? Didn't like the big favorite lose get upset or something?
1: Um, I thought I thought they lost to the Rams. Let me look at. It.
0: I mean, they they've literally like never been good. I mean, I think they were good in like the fifties,
1: ninety one. Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah, it was 91. The Detroit Lions. They went to the NFC Championship under Wayne Fonts. The Detroit Lions have won the league championship four times. 1935,
0: 1952, 1953, and 1957. They haven't won a title. Kelso wasn't even born when, when they won their last title. Kelso who's been dead for thirty-five years. <laughs> Dude dead for a lot long, longer long now. He's probably been dead for 55 years. They haven't reached a conference championship. Oh the Redskins beat the 1957. Door. They've only made twenty one playoff appearances since nineteen thirty-two. It's 90 years. In the 2000s, Mark- in the 2000s, they've made three playoff appearances. In the 2000s.
1: <clears throat> wasn't one like a few years ago?
0: 2016.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they lost to the Skins. Mark Rippon shredded them for 41 points.
0: <laughs> I mean, that is just
1: That is just terrible.
0: I mean, I root for some bad teams. (laughs) I mean, I root for some pretty unsuccessful teams. But they're 91 years old, and they've made the playoffs 21 times.
1: That was in the midst of the the Buffalo Bills string.
0: When the Buffalo made it to the... The Super Bowl every year and lost.
1: Yeah, th- that was ninety one. They lost to Washington and they lost to the Giants, right? Yeah. The year before that, with the they've, uh, the they've never road. been in the Super this Bowl. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the Super
0: Bowl's been up since nineteen sixty seven, and they've never been in the Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> are they the only team? Yeah, I think they are. I think they are. It's crazy, right? I know there was a time that I thought Tampa would never win either. Tampa's good all of a sudden. (laughs) Nasty. Their
0: defense is solid. It's amazing how quickly NFL teams can turn it around. Especially considering how many guys they need. I mean, it's not like you say, "All right, they have 22 starters. I mean, you watch the games now on defense. they, They rotate the the linebackers and the linemen like every other play they're coming in and out in and out in and out loads of packages <laughs> yeah and on offense it's a, you know the, the, the offensive line is a little more steady but it's crazy that that you can just uh improve as, as fast as as they can i think like you were talking about earlier i think injuries are really a big factor team's just get a lot of injuries and they're just dead, you know. They just can't replace the guys, and they're hamstrung by a salary cap, which is kind of bizarre and and uh, but but you know, a lot of teams make the playoffs too. So, the fact that Detroit has only made it twenty one out of ninety something years is they ain't doing something right. But they do have the Thanksgiving game. Oh well, well then.
1: Well, I mean, San Francisco's banged up and they still got two wins. I mean, albeit one against the Lions who aren't really that good. And the Eagles kinda were a little overrated off of that win against Atlanta. With a you know, kind of a untested quarterback, but then they get uh, Green Bay next week. But they're all banged up, so I don't know how long they can keep it together. Maybe maybe they can keep it together, get healthy, and, and do something towards the end of the year.
0: Well, I've canceled my playoff plans for the Dolphins, so...
1: Don't do that. It's two how long is two out, is he? I didn't I didn't see anything today on it. Yeah, they said he could possibly play this week if
0: if his pain tolerance allows him to you know throw the ball.
1: Just give him some perks. He's good. I don't know if you're allowed to do that. What, take perk set? Yeah, sure, why not? I think you just gotta take the shot. The cortisone thing. No, I'll
0: tell you what. If, if, if they, yeah, the if, if yeah, if they were sending the same five guys out as the linemen, yeah, I think I'd be not taking anything <laughs> <laughs> except a little more time off. <laughs> right, guys, I, I don't think I can go this week. You're going to have to go.
1: <laughs> they, they need him on the field, man.
0: Uh, let Brissette, you know, go take care of the...
1: Yeah, well, they, they might be down two quarterbacks <laughs> at this rate. <laughs> Boy. That old line.
0: <laughs> Gus Alonso said <laughs> another another longtime suffering Dolphins fan. Gus oh. Alonso said <laughs> the Sean Watson will be safer behind bars than the Miami quarterback is behind <laughs> that line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gangster. That's <laughs> uh, the so truth. There. It's the damn truth. Oh man. All right, well. Thanks everyone for uh, for listening as usual, and uh, and we'll be back next week to uh, maybe with with another poll.
1: Yeah, the how is Chuck going to do in fantasy basketball poll? How about that one? And get the doors blown off and by the sniper four three crew.
0: I wasn't exactly sure about the. Uh, uh, Dan sent me the. Uh,
1: the keepers. The keepers, yeah. The keepers are a bizarre lot. Yeah because it's it's based on the draft position. Someone's keeping Goran Drogic, not sure why. Well, no, these are the list. like you you get remember I don't know if you remember I was asking last year who should I keep? But you get one of the ones and then two of the twos and threes. Yeah, I'm an expansion team, I get to I get to pluck two uh, two guys off other of teams. Yeah, Tyler Harrow is
0: getting ousted. Yeah, a guy, a guy that's got Donovan Mitchell. Guess what? He's he's uh, he's probably coming to uh,
1: coming to Daddy Boy. I got Ben Simmons though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep. Oh, I, you gotta keep him. <laughs> yeah, if he if he plays, if, if they don't trade him though. I think the trade will be excellent no matter where he goes. Well, at least if they trade him, he's going to play. He so said he's not playing. And I have Clint Capella, too. Well, Commodity because he gets rebounds like crazy. And you have uh, – Don't worry, I'm not taking – gonna... What's his name? Uh, Trey Young jacking it up. So there's plenty of rebounds. And he shoots a good percentage because he's, he's basically dunking everything. Yeah, I, I think
0: uh, Donovan Mitchell might be coming home to Papa here.
1: Which team did you take over?
0: I took over uh, Jesse's Heroes. <laughs> Beat the shit out of it. Upon the the current roster, we got some work to do.
1: Oh, you got Jay wow
0: Yeah, I got Alfred Payton, too. Oh, yeah. Well. I got Jamal Murray. What? Two of those. Jamal Murray's got a ripped knee. I got I got John Wall who's decided he's not going to play until they trade him. And there looks like no possible trade. I mean, something might come up. So you get one of
1: those Jesse's Heroes guys. Yeah. I think I'm taking LaMelo. And then the non-attached keepers. I think I'm taking LaMelo Ball. Not I'm bad. taking, you I'm get taking DeMarcus Cousins.
0: Jamal Murray's hurt. I ain't taking Nurkic. He's always hurt. Wendell Carter, no thanks. Um, I mean... j Derek Favors, he's like a fossil. Alfred Payton, I wouldn't take... <laughs> like the, the oldest young guy you ever know. I, 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 would, I, I would, think I would he's take, 30. I would take the zero in this spot instead of taking Alfred Payton. Killian Hayes, no thank you. Darius Bazley, no thank you. It looks like, like LaMelo or, or John Wall. I ain't taking John Wall. He's not going to play. He's going to play. He's got to get traded. There's no team... He's to definitely want to getting play. traded. He ain't getting traded. Yeah, he is. 95000000 million he's got in the next two years. Someone's got to pay him $95 million. You don't trade for John Wall $95 million? The problem is that...
1: Orlando's The, teams,
0: gonna... the only teams that have any, any cap space to, to do it, They wouldn't have to pay wicked luxury tax, uh, have no interest in trading him. Or, or, or Oklahoma City ain't trading for him.
1: Well, he's, he's like not going to bring things in return. No, you have to. You have
0: to pay. You have to pay, you have to pay <laughs> someone to take him. But the problem is the salary cap. The guy makes so much money. He Makes forty million a year, forty-five million a year.
1: Was the last time he played a full season? Like, he hasn't right? Two
0: thousand eighteen.
1: He played a full year that year. I think so. It's I don't think he forever. did. I don't think he's ever played a full. I got season. no interest in John Wall.
0: Anyone wants him,
1: they can have him. Well now you see why Jesse's heroes were were the worst team in the league. They had Alfred Payton. Exactly.
0: Yeah, De'Aaron
1: Fox, you might be coming home to Papa. Zach Levine. No way. Uh what's his name is not letting him go. Who? Joey. He's not on the keeper list. Not. But I don't have my keepers up there either. I got to tell him which ones I, I'm keeping. He's got he's got RJ Barrett on the keeper. <clears throat> I, I definitely want to keep Ben Simmons. <laughs> the tough call. Either him or Clint Capella. Because mm-hmm. I mean, Ben Simmons was given, given up almost triple doubles. He just wasn't scoring a whole lot. Right. You'd get like 12, 10, and 8. I
0: mean, the one trade that would work would be John Wall for Ben Simmons, but I have no – no. there's no plausible reason why Philadelphia would do
1: that. One of the worst things that happened to me last season was Evan Fournier getting traded. He was doing work on the Magic. They traded him to Boston. And he, he saw no time. Does this
0: guy really have Victor Oladipo as a keeper?
1: Ooh. Yes. Somebody has Montrezl Harrell as a keeper. Why I, don't would you... I don't know. That guy's actually pretty good. He's, he's usually as one of the better teams. He's even signed? I don't know, but he was at Churchill Downs (laughs) on Saturday night. Maybe he was trying out. (laughs) Change his name, birth certificate. Well, we got time to figure it out.
0: Mm -hmm. If there's anyone that's still listening, I'm sorry. all right we'll we'll talk to you uh we'll talk to you probably uh probably in 10 10 minutes we'll talk to everyone else uh next week thanks for listening pleasant acre farms located just outside ocala florida is a full service commercial breeding operation that has one of the top stallion rosters in the sunshine state standing 10 horses including sons of top sires such as curlin Harlan's Holiday, Unbridled Song, Scat Daddy, Cantharos, and Twirling Candy, you'll be sure to find a great match for your mare at Pleasant Acres. Owned and operated by consummate professionals, Joe and Helen Barbazon. they provide clients with world-class services in all facets of the thoroughbred industry. Their commitment to quality is what allows Pleasant Acre Farms to pursue their passion for breeding champions. Check out their website at com or call 352- five two eight two eight eight five Pleasant Acre Farms. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to the Going in Circles Big Monday show. I wanted to let you know that we have a weekly newsletter that you can subscribe to for free, the Going in Circles Digest. It's a kind of a combination newsletter, stakes preview um we have some uh, restaurant reviews on there, various topics, but uh, we also have a couple um, pieces about various uh, industry topics or racing history. This last week, we did a piece on the great Arazi and his spectacular move in the 1991 Breeders' Cup Juvenile, which uh, unfortunately was the... The pinnacle of his career, but um it's a free subscription. Go to going in circles digest dot and check it out. All right, the going in circles digest. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, welcome to the Big Monday show. My name is Charles Simon. I am the host of the Going in Circles Podcast Network. My co-host on the Big Monday Show, Mr. Barry Spears, will be with us in just a minute. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of racing action to recap. Charlie Appleby seemed like he won every race, but um, we don't have a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. We have uh, we did a poll last week and asked thirteen questions, and uh, we'll be discussing those. Uh, the results of that poll, some some of which would. Not be considered surprising. Some of which, to me, was was a little surprising. So we'll talk about that and uh, you know our usual fare of uh, assorted <laughs> takes. Um, be back in one minute.